When God made the world, for the things that were living, he gave a special command. Be fruitful. Grow, increase, and multiply. And for us who are made in God's image, certainly this applies to the physical dimension of our life, but even more to the spiritual dimension in where we are most in God's image. Jesus made this clear when he said to his disciples just before he died, he said, this is the will of my Father, or in this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit. And then Jesus goes on to explain what it means to be fruitful. He said, abide in my love. If you abide in my love, you will be able to love one another as I have loved you. We can talk about other talents and gifts that God may have given us, but unless it is done with this love that Jesus is talking about, they will not be fruitful for the kingdom of God. Now how does this apply to the parable in our gospel? Jesus uses this image or this human experience of a man entrusting sums of money to his servants. Back in the day of Christ, one talent was a sum of money worth 15 years of wages for a laborer. A lot of money. So to one he entrusted five, to another two, and to a third one. And then he comes back after a long period of time expecting that they would have invested, traded or put this money in the bank so that it might have gained interest on his return. We are made in the image of a God who is love. And this love cannot grow, increase, and be fruitful unless we invest that love and deposit it in the hearts and the lives of other people. For love to grow, it must be given away. This is why that first reading is so beautiful as another image of the love of God, a worthy wife this selfless, godly woman whose whole life, whose every day is spent on bringing good to others, bringing good to her, to her husband, bringing good to her children. Her hands reached out to the poor, her arms open to the needy. The whole orientation of her life is other-centered. On the day that you and I were baptized, God deposited 
the gift of His very life within us. He invested Himself in us. And at the end of time, or the end of our life, He is going to come back, and each one of us is going to have to render an account of the gift of His life that He has entrusted to us. And He's going to ask whether it has increased, whether it has grown, multiplied, fruitful. And this is where we are called to do exactly what Jesus said. Love one another as I have loved you. That love that God keeps pouring into our hearts and will again in the moment of Holy Communion, through the gift of His body and blood, Jesus is going to deposit again His love into us so that we might go out and deposit it, invest it in the hearts and lives of each other. Now, if only that was as simple as that. If only that were easy. But there are some things that can make this challenging that the Word of God reveals. There are three. Laziness, selfishness, and fear. The selfishness is implied. The other two are explicitly mentioned in the parable that Jesus gives. Slothfulness. We all know what it means to be a couch potato. Maybe we have a, a, a sister or a brother who fits that description. God forbid it would never be us. But we all know what slothfulness is. It's that unwillingness to make effort if something is difficult, if it's going to cost us a lot. We have a tendency in our fallen nature to take the path of least resistance, to take the easy way. Love is just the opposite. It does not count the cost, and it overcomes every obstacle. Selfishness, I think that's pretty clear. Selfishness is a default of our fallen nature. We can become so obsessed with our own lives, our own concerns, our own problems and needs, our life can be so oriented toward securing my own happiness, comfort, and pleasure that I can become unaware, even indifferent, to the needs of the people around me. When I was a teenager, I'll never forget this. We ran out of milk one day. Now, I was working. I had money in the savings account. But I waited until my mother got home to buy that milk. Because I did not want to use my own money. Unbelievable. Is that selfish or what? After all my parents did for me to clothe me, to feed me, to educate me, 
and I would not buy a gallon of milk. Selfishness. And it's something that we can all default to in our life. The last one is fear. There are many people who do not love or love very much because they are afraid of getting hurt, afraid of what it might cost. If I am going to love, I have to open my heart. And when I open my heart in a fallen world, I can be hurt. Love is always a risk. I cannot control how my love will be received. Maybe it will be rejected. Maybe my love will be misunderstood. Maybe it will not be appreciated. Maybe it will not be reciprocated. Am I still willing to keep my heart open and to love? Our tendency, when we are hurt, is like a turtle, to pull our lives back in, to close off, sometimes even turn the key and swallow it. And we put up these barriers and walls of protection, and in fear, we live behind them. When I look at the cross, I see and am reminded of what love, what opening my heart can cost me sometimes. But I also see when I look at the cross, I see something different. Jesus is suffering the pain of loneliness, of sorrow, of rejection, of betrayal, of indifference. And yet Jesus does not close his heart. He keeps it wide open to the last drop of blood, to the last breath. He loves, he forgives, and he gives. And he also, in doing so, provides the grace for us to do the same. Now how we would apply this to the unique situations of our life has to be discerned. For example, if I am living in an abusive relationship, this does not mean that I stay in that relationship. In some situations, maybe there cannot be much physical contact with a particular person. Maybe I can only love them from a distance. But what this means is I must keep my heart open and to not pull it back and hide in fear and don't love again because I'm afraid of getting hurt. So my dear friends, in just a moment, Jesus, through the gift of his body and blood, he is going to once again deposit, invest the gift of himself into you and into me. And then he says, as he said to the disciples, now go and invest it. Increase it by giving it away and depositing it in the hearts and lives of others. 
But he also and always comes to us as a merciful Savior. Maybe there are areas in my life where I have become lazy, where I would rather just sit at home in the security of my house and just watch TV and not make the effort to do something that would be of greater value in my life and make a difference. Maybe I have become selfish. Maybe I need Jesus to redeem in me those parts that have become selfish in my life and to set me free again. And maybe with some of us there are areas where we have been hurt. Maybe where I am still afraid to love again. Maybe I'm struggling to forgive someone who hurt me and I'm still living behind walls and barriers. Maybe I need Jesus to help me with that. So my dear friends, let us come to Jesus with our hearts wide open. Let us receive that gift of himself and then let us go out and get rich this week investing our love in one another.